0: hello my name is tonight and i'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach for years i tried to heal what i thought was commitment phobia and i realized that there's actually no such thing this podcast is an opportunity to have conversations about what gets in the way of us creating real intimacy and how can we have more deep and vulnerable connections in our relationships this is commitment phobe Hello, everybody. Hello. Today I have – no, you're good. (laughs) I love it. Today we have Maxine Cher, who is a friend of mine, a a new friend. We've been friends for, I think, the last year, Um, so one of those pandemic friends. She has a master's in marriage and family therapy, and she's now working on her Ph.D., and I'm very excited because I've been very interested in talking more about sex on this podcast. And she immediately said, you know, I would love to talk about it specifically about getting to know ourselves sexually outside of a relationship, how important that is, um, how important it is not just for relationship, but also for a human expression. Getting to know ourselves as sexual beings means getting to know ourselves in other ways like that opens up other doors. So very excited to dive into this conversation with her. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about it too. Yeah, I want to hear
0: what inspired you to want to talk about this.
1: I think part of it was maybe like my own, um, my own, like my personal journey, but also you know, hearing so many people kind of struggle with with sex and with shame around like kind of like societal shame around sex or either downplaying it or making it a huge part of their person, which it's all fine, but kind of, um, I feel like it's all over. Oh God. I'm so nervous. Now you're good. <laughs> I'm following. I feel like there's so much nuance in like in how we, in how we like talk about sex and how we experience it and how how much like we don't want to talk about it with our partners or we don't want to talk about it with the people we're seeing or our friends or and we just I feel like we keep so much so much of it bottled up. Mm-hmm. So when you were like, "Who wants to talk about sex?" I was like, "I know that this might make me a little bit uncomfortable, but I have I feel like I have a lot to say. I'd love to be in conversation with you about sex and." Um, I think it's important to to be having these conversations and putting them out there kind of to help, st- like, stop making sex this, like, taboo thing. Right.
0: Yeah. You know what? As I'm hearing you talk about this, I just think about where we see sex, right? Which is se- um, porn and TV and movies. Where right.
1: Advertisements. Where- like-
0: Advertisements. Yeah. And if you think about TV and movies, there's some song that starts playing – the people start like approaching each other and there's this build up and then and then they just do it and it looks super hot and sexy and like yeah. they know what they're doing. Just imagine if we saw in a movie people approaching each other and being like, all right, so let's sit down and communicate our yeses and nos. And what, what, what turns you on? And are you, have you checked if you have STDs lately? (laughs) We don't, we don't see that in, in movies. No, we
1: don't. It's like this hot urgency. And of course, like that can be really hot, but there, there's this huge spectrum of things that like people can find attractive that people can find that, uh, you know, even not even getting into like kink stuff, just like, you know, run of the mill, like sex, like we just have this, um. And I think it like if we want to go there, like we can say like in particular, I feel like for women, there's this like equation. I mean, I guess it's for men, too, but it's like it's also just like this equation of like this is what I need to do to please the man. And like, you know, with those build like with those things where there's just like uh, like you said in movies, it's like it gets they they see each other from across the room and then they start having sex and you're like right and i'm just like okay this is like really inaccurate for like the female anatomy <laughs> <laughs> yeah like so, so many, many you know, like you know you need to build things up a little bit um i remember so true so, yeah. so
0: many women don't get turned on just like that so many women right.
1: and it's like yeah like the male i don't know how to t- like, should, do I call it like the male, the male genital, like a penis, a penis that's yeah. like, get hard. A woman doesn't necessarily, a woman, a vagina doesn't necessarily just like get wet and ready right away. And that's just, I think that's just anatomy, right? Yeah. Um, I remember hearing once a friend, friend of a friend was complaining to me about his uh, sex life with his now ex and he was like, you know, I'm just ready to go whenever. And she uh, like, she sometimes needs, you know, she's not always ready to go whenever. And I'm like, I feel like I was like, are you just describing like, how often you guys have? He's like, no, just like if we're in the kitchen cooking and like, I get a boner and I'm ready to have sex. And I was just like, okay, the problem you're describing is that you're having sex with a woman. (laughs) Like, like, it's not, I was like, "You, you need to if she's like cooking and there's nothing arousing her, like, right, that's the, perhaps you, need to put a little in it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So like that idea. Like I don't blame him for having that idea. Cause he grew up seeing those same exact movies and porn where it's just like, all right, rip your pants off and let's go. Like,
0: yeah, it's, you know, when, if you think about the progression we've made in TV, everyone's like, like the latest thing, for example, has been like penises on, on screen, right? right? So much emphasis placed on the visuals, so little placed on the conversation. Like, how edgy would it be to to have to watch people just talking about sex? Yes, we've never oh, seen that in. in yeah,
1: like uh, I would love a like you said like I'd love a consent scene. Um, I'd imagine love that. A, yeah, <laughs> like hey, is this okay? Like, is it okay? You know, and. To also to show that like it doesn't I feel like so many people think like oh it ruins the moment like I've had people ask me can I kiss you and that has like given me like made me sweat and given me butterflies and it can be really hot you know like yeah it
0: it comes from this like conviction and like that permission really allows someone really a man or woman or anyone to like open up and feel that safety right like for women specifically it is very important to feel that safety to receive because we are like or anyone that has a vagina like is the one receiving you know in that moment or I mean I guess in if it's men then it could also be from the back you know but whoever's receiving is yeah. is yeah is at a, at a vulnerable place
1: yeah yeah absolutely and I think sex can be vulnerable for everyone and perhaps that's like you know part of the I think there's stigma and then there's, you know, now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking like, yeah, there's stigma and like societal shame and all these things. And like uh, this like dichotomy of sex where it's like, either you are like, you know, ain't like a, like virgin or you're like a whore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then there's also like the vulnerability around it. Like it's, it can be a very like, deep no pun intended like way to (laughs) way to like connect with someone like sex can be very like very I mean obviously it can be very intimate and vulnerable for all parties involved and you know of course with most things in human nature and like we were just talking before we started with about personal growth like not a lot of people want to look into their vulnerability right like not a lot of people want to open that up
0: Right, where yeah, it is the spot where most people hold the most sensation and the most shame and and feelings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So so on that note, um, you know, you, you mentioned this importance of getting to know ourselves sexually to to cultivate that approval for, for sexual expression. Where did you start to notice that? Was it something that you
1: kind of experienced yourself? Something that you've seen with clients? I first noticed it, like I would notice, um, you know, clients and just people in, like, people in my field, like how we would talk about clients and like the assumptions around sex life. Mm -hmm. And then I I noticed it in myself when. when I started to, you know, have sexual experiences with people who would ask me what I liked and I just was like, I don't know, like whatever you wanna, you know, like I'll get turned on at some point, I'll, we'll figure it out. Like, right. and I truly just didn't, I didn't know. And I, I remember feeling frustrated that other people didn't know how to talk about, like talk about sex with their clients. I didn't know how to talk about sex with my clients and then I realized I didn't even know how to have that conversation with myself, let alone like bringing it to another partner. Like, how do I describe this when I, I don't know what I want in my own body or in my own experiences? And I remember being in a relationship where I also like I didn't I felt like when I was expressing those things, it was almost like unless we were in the bedroom, it was taboo. Mm. So then like I felt shame from that and it was like it was like what is this like I I got very curious about like what is this thing Um, not right away if I'm honest like right away I was just like I definitely responded to the shame by being like okay like I guess we won't talk about it and then kind of after the relationship I was like oh I think like like I don't really know what I want and I like I don't know how to talk about what I want you know like Mm for me personally, I think where I took that was just, was not just, but was trying like to be present in the moment when I was, you know, either having, either masturbating or having like a sexual experience, like trying to be present and uh, not just in the moment, but being like, what feels good right now? Like, what do I want to happen next? What, like, what do I want to be happening right now? Like, you know, and, and it sounds very simple, but I think it can be hard, especially when you have all these narratives in your head of how things are supposed to look or what they're supposed to be like. And, um, you know, if on top of that, you're also maybe a people pleaser <laughs> that can also be, uh, like get in the way a little bit. Um,
0: yeah. Cause then you're, You're always thinking about the other person, right? So it's like, you know, it doesn't even occur to you to be like, hey, it would feel really good for you to focus on me for an hour and just give me pleasure and be like, there's so many people who would never give themselves that permission.
1: Right, right. And I feel like, I don't know if um, you've ever had this experience, but when you just brought that up, I realized that I'm way more vocal with people who, I realized that I had been way more vocal about what I want with people who, I don't want to say I didn't care, but like that I, you know, wasn't as interested in as people who like I had a big crush on or could see a future with. Like I found that in myself and I, and I was like, wait, that's so backwards. Like why wouldn't I want to build this like open, honest connection with the people who I, who I want to be with rather than like the random people who I'm just like, oh, whatever to, you know.
0: Yeah, I think it's so common for us to want to feel seen, but not want to show ourselves. Oh, so yeah. so like we look for that perfect relationship where we feel feel seen, but find it very hard to show ourselves, right? So so what you're saying is like, why wouldn't I want to show this to someone who I really like?
1: Right. Yeah. And actually, I was just listening to uh one of Esther Perel's Uh, podcast who, you know, she's the the mother, the mothership. (laughs) Yes. Love her. Grandmaster of sex and love. Uh, And she was saying something about how the, how our fear, the things we fear and the things we long for are often like connected to each other. And I think that's one of those things that you just mentioned, like the wanting to be seen, wanting to be vocal, but also afraid to be seen and afraid to be vocal. It's like, flip side it's like a little bit of the, the shadow right
0: yes absolutely there's also a lack of knowledge of what to do to make our bodies feel good sexually so is there is there any way that you dove into or anything that helped for you that could help others of how to how to start getting to know yourself and what feels good
1: um i mean as i mentioned i I think just being present, being in the moment, and even if it doesn't feel sexy at first, just like kind of checking in with yourself while you are having a sexual experience, like, does this feel good? Does that feel good? I also started, I stopped, um, like I only watch like, I don't even know what it's called, but like when I do watch porn, it's only, um, I don't, I don't know the right word, like cruelty-free porn, but it's like, it's, yeah. like, it's like for women. Like I yeah, watch yeah, exactly. porn, like written, it's like written by women. And then like, and that kind of helped me, like, I kind of wanted to see things that other people were doing. I think also having conversations with my friends about it and it, you know, about sex and like what, they enjoyed and like having open discussions about things um, and not feel like, just to kind of gather like, like what else is out there, you know? Like anything that you wanna do to explore, I feel like is great even exploring your own, but like when you're masturbating and like, I I think like one time I even like looked up like different masturbation techniques. Cause I think like since the first time I masturbated, like I've been doing the same thing, for, you know, however many years, decades now, like, and I feel like I just didn't know anything else to do. So I was like, oh, there are all these different techniques and, you know, just like touching your body in different places. And at first, like, of course, like it felt kind of weird or not weird, but like almost unnatural, but then it was like, oh wait, this is what I like. And and then Maybe when like I add a partner into it, like I can tell them what I'm interested in a little bit better, like I can have the language, also like not being so hung up on the language is also huge, I feel like, yes, able to be like, "I don't know how to say it. Let me show you like. Like, that's fine, you know? Like
0: Right, because it's like just throwing away the pressure being perfect and being yeah. put together in this like sexy way that's just, I know what to say. I'm experienced. Yeah. I know my body. Of course. Like, demystifying yeah. that, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, I'm this woman in my power and I know exactly what to say that's gonna like get you to do it and turn you on. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you don't have the perfect thing to say and that's fine, it's just like in life, you know? I think it also helps to you know, be with a partner who is also open to, you know, exploring and open to hearing your, you know, your needs and like, won't get like, you know, weird about like what you're saying or how you're bringing it to them. Because I think like we all, we all get tripped up and I mean, like I'm nervous right now and babbling and like, we're not having sex. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> love that or it only
0: gets worse in the bedroom, <laughs> right of course yeah and and just being more understanding and loving about that
1: yeah yeah I also I always like to think about like if somebody like if I was with someone and they said something and it came out not perfectly like I wouldn't judge them like if it was funny like we can laugh at it mm-hmm. and then you know like it's, um, I think that's another thing about sex is that like everyone, not everyone, but there's this idea that it has to be this like graceful flowing thing. And it, it just. You know.
0: messy and sometimes yeah. sometimes rough sometimes soft yeah there's, yeah, sometimes, there's
1: sometimes, sometimes you need a break sometimes you need a check in sometimes yeah. you need some water like you need to yes break, whatever sometimes
0: like, we get tired and you're like I'm done you know Yeah.
1: also that has been a wonder like I feel like that's another thing like I have always looked at sex as like um just like completion like sex is when you you know when you come when when like you have to have sex to completion at least or like at least the man has to and then like once I kind of like came into my power and I felt like like kind of came into my own as far as sex I was like wait like we don't this this doesn't have to be all this is like, we can enjoy each other's bodies. And then if we're tired, we can stop like that doesn't. Mm, Yeah, like fun and an intimate connection. And if we you know, if we both like, finish from that, that's great. But like, if not, that's also fun, you know, like, yeah,
0: absolutely. How important would you say it is for people to get in touch with their sexuality? Like, would you say that's like a blanket statement of like, Every person has that in them and it's important for them to get to know it. I've had um women be like, you know, I'm not that connected to my sexuality. I don't know. It's not that important for me. Do you see that as like do you see that as like a compensation? Or do you see that as like, yeah, some people just don't care?
1: I think both. I know. That's such a, <laughs> a shit. No, I mean <laughs> you
0: you you went to school to study people, you know? So like that's but I do it's think, important. I think,
1: like it's always one of those things like when when people ask me like either or questions, I'm just, I'm always like, I am I always like tread the line where I'm like, well, I think it's an opportunity to dig deeper, you know? And it really depends on that individual. Like, um, I do see that a lot where women are kind of taught to downplay their sexuality or, you know, I feel like that is kind of like conditioned in us. It's like, if we wanna be, you know, if we wanna have like, like be seen as a good girl and all these things like we, we downplay the sexuality or we just don't know enough about it to to embody it you know because yeah. these things are awkward it's awkward to google how should I touch myself like it's awkward <laughs> to to start these things uh-huh. um but- <laughs> But I I love my mom and dad never. Uh, hear.
0: No, I think it's great. I think something about the way you worded it is is that it's an opportunity to go deeper. So like any way, any any way to get to know ourselves is going to open things up and is going to be an opportunity to get in touch with ourselves in a new way.
1: So it's like any kind of work where it's like it could be that you just that this thing just isn't important to you, but it could also be that you're covering it up. So it's like asking yourself those, yourself, those hard questions, asking the why, like, like kind of digging deep and figuring out where does this come from? Like, is this not important to me? Why, like, or why am I saying that it's not important Mm -hmm. to me? Wow. Like kind of asking that, like, where was I going with that? Like, is this not important to me? And then like answering that question of like, where, where did this come from? Where did this value or lack of a value come from? And taking that dive, making that, you know, effort to explore that.
0: Yeah, that self-inquiry. I think it's like there's there's also always a reason why you're asking yourself something, right? So it's like following that intuition of, huh, is this coming up because I, ha- I actually have a desire to connect to my sexuality? Or, or am I just judging myself um, and comparing myself to others who are more sexual than I am? Yeah, I think so many people have like hunches around sexual abuse in their lives, and and it like leads them to speak to a therapist, um, and then they just they uncover something about themselves, and it like opens up a lot of pain that they release, right? And 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 they understand a lot of things. So it's also just yeah, I love that you're mentioning that, just like listening to yourself.
1: Right and I love that you said it's like almost like breadcrumbs it's like why is this like why am i curious about this in the first place like those kind of like big why questions and then you kind of break them down and start to get to like the how when what like all of those things so i think that definitely applies to sexuality and and i do think if you are curious like if people are curious about you know, their own sexuality and their own values around it. I think asking those questions and going on that journey is important because I think there are a lot of things that in our, you know, a lot of implicit, I mean, of course there's the explicit that we see and hear all the time, but there are a lot of like implicit things that affect how we see ourselves and how we connect to our sexuality, you know, like in our families, in our friend groups, our cultures, like you know, there are huge, um, factors, factors, yeah, yeah. factors, or things, yeah, <laughs> factors that influence how you, thank you, You're <laughs> <laughs> factors that, like, influence, that are, like, really big influences on how we see these things, you know, like, some people might think that, like, even having this conversation is, is, uh, like, depending on their culture or on their, um, family of origin, might, see the conversation we're having as like completely obscene or you know Mm -hmm. and other people might be listening to this and being like oh my god those prudes like get in. yeah (laughs) exactly yeah
0: for sure yeah it's so different for everyone and and i wanted to ask you from a brain perspective what is the relationship between attachment and sex because i know i know that this is also something where it varies with with each person but i'd love to hear from like a chemical or brain perspective Where's where is that a um, connection?
1: If I'm totally honest, I have no idea. But we can have a conversation. But <laughs> we have a conversation and speculate. Like I'm curious, like what what you think the connection? Yeah. Well,
0: is. I asked because, like, okay, I'm I don't connect sexuality with emotion so much, you know. Like in my personal experience, that doesn't happen so much. But I I I have heard this perspective from like psychology of you know especially comparing it with genders, like women get more attached after sex and men get attached before sex and it has to do with like procreation. So I just wanted to know if you you learned anything about that.
1: I haven't learned about that. That's very interesting. And I want to look into that.
0: Yeah. And I asked because I know that, you know, one of the things you wanted to talk about that I that I want to segue to is this um, idea of receiving sexual energy outside of a relationship, which would entail that you're not just getting it from one person, right? So it's like deconstructing that idea that that sex and, and, and this attachment or inclusivity are like right. come together.
1: Of course, yeah. And I think that, okay, so that idea kind of sprouted for me or started for me from like this one of my professor's um, said something about couples where she was like, everything that happens day to day, uh, like everything that happens throughout the day is foreplay. So, like, essentially, Ooh, what yeah, class is this? <laughs> this was like, this was a sexuality class, but it was like very, it was like one hundred and one, very basic, just like basically how to talk to, uh, like how to even start having conversations with, yeah. with clients. This was like early in my masters, and. I love that. And it was like this idea that like, yeah, couples who are bickering, mad at each other, resentful, like picking at each other all day, you know, I mean, maybe they're, of course, like I'm not trying to make general statements, um, you know, because maybe there are people who come home and fuck it out and they're, you know. Exactly. Anger,
0: angry angry sex or like dom sub play. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But she's like, you know, for the most part throughout the day, like if you, you know, text someone something nice or, or even just like tell them like, Hey, I'm thinking about you or, you know, rather than like, you didn't do this, 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 and this. And like, I asked you for this and like, and it's like passive aggressive and I was like how, how those things kind of build. And I think like I, that idea for me was like a seedling that expanded and that grew into this idea of like, what if all of your interaction, not that everything's based around sex, but it's like, maybe you flirt with someone and you have this interaction and it makes you feel sexy and you go home and you're you go home to your partner and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so turned on because I feel really sexy by this thing instead of like, Oh, I feel so guilty that I was turned on by the, you know, like so good. And I think that that's okay. Like I, I feel like that is that happens, and it's not like again, everyone has their own ideas. Um, I really want to be clear about that. Like, I don't want to offend anyone who, you know, has issues with you know, or just has different ideas about trust and jealousy. Yeah,
0: but I but I think like, I think what what I've seen is that a lot of people get threatened by conversations like outside you know like getting turned on by people outside of the relationship we're talking about ex we're talking about like sexual fantasies i love talking about my
1: exes <laughs> i love it i love right it. when it's
0: such a taboo yeah like don't do that
1: don't talk about your ex on the first date and i'm like all right let me unpack <laughs> mm.
0: yeah i mean it's part of your life it is your like how are you supposed to just like cut out a part of your history when when you want to connect with someone about who you are so Absolutely. I think I personally I think that a big part is that people haven't received the message that it's okay so then when you receive that message you go is it like uh uh-huh, so why isn't it okay with me and again it's it's that line of question right because right. there is just so it's it's such a cultural thing where we've just been told like If someone's singing about someone else, it means they don't like you anymore or don't want to be with you. And so I think we need to start, like, I think when you start hearing messages like yours of like, hey, people, what if it's okay for you to come home and be like, oh my God, I was so turned on by this woman I saw on the street, you know?
1: Yes, I love that. I love that. Let's get the message out there. I mean, for for me, again, like that is such a huge thing. And I think that also takes so much pressure off of because I don't think that you know everyone has their own um every couple every person every you know every individual has their own recipe for you know for a relationship and for the how they see their relationships and you know uh, monogamy polyamory like all of these things like different things can work for people but I think like this message can take so much of the pressure off of monogamy. Like I realized for myself that I don't, I don't necessarily know if I would ever be poly, but I do know that in my monogamous relationships, I need to be able to have conversations about other people who have conversations about my past. Um, and I want to hear that from the other person as well, you know, and not in like a, like I'm, pulling it out of them and they don't really want to tell because that also doesn't feel good you know when someone's like oh I don't really want to tell you about this thing and it's like
0: yeah well it's coming I think you're you're differentiating when something's coming from connection and something's coming out of fear
1: right right yeah um and I think there's like you said there's a lot of fear around sharing those things and it's also when you are sharing those things sometimes it feels like is this person going to think that I'm not at, that into them because I'm sharing with them and you know that's also it's like it's like no I want them to know that I really care about them and that I'm sharing this because I want them to understand these things about me and how how like why it's just such a curious thing like why do we just just like sever this like entire limb of our existence that we're just like I'm just gonna pretend like all this stuff never happened even though it shaped so much of my life yeah
0: there's so much to it and I really think it brings up people's like inner child wounds, you know? Oh, yeah. When when Ooh. they hear, yeah, it's they like everyone gets confronted with their I'm not wanted wound when their partner is, is talking about anyone else but them.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I'm not, I am not like immune to it. I feel it too. Like I get that, like that thing that comes up that's like, oh no, like I get scared and I get tight. You know, like I feel that uh, I just try, I try to be, I'm trying to not say just, by the way. Um, one of my professors is always like, you're not just doing something. Like doing mm. things are hard. And I'm like, that's true. Uh, so I'm trying to say just, uh-huh. just. I love
0: that because Gabor Mate, who I'm taking a course from, says to stop saying trying. Like there's no such thing as trying. You're either doing something or you're not doing something. I'm,
1: I am weaning myself off of saying just. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um and oh god i forget what i was saying now you know i am actively increasing my awareness of that feeling of when i get that sensation of oh like that tight like oh god like for me i feel it like in my chest and like in my stomach and i feel like i'm about to be like the rug's about to be pulled out from under me and i'm like hey what's this feeling and does like do i like kind of one of those thank you for keeping me safe, anxiety, but like, I got it from here, you know? Mm,
0: That's so beautiful. So many people still don't have the, that tool in their toolbox. Right.
1: It's hard. It's all of this stuff is hard to cultivate, you know? But I think that for me, again, I think the biggest thing and the reason why I wanted to even start this conversation was that I feel like conversation is, for, for me, has been the biggest tool. Of all the things I mentioned, of everything, I truly think that being able to talk and to listen to other people talk about sex or whatever, like, relationships and, and their different experiences and sharing and storytelling, like, I feel like that has truly been, um, like, the most valuable thing that in in my own um, relationship to sex and intimacy and my partners, you know.
0: What have been some of the most, I guess, eye-opening conversations about sex that you've had lately?
1: Oh, that's a hard, I didn't prepare this. Um, I know,
0: (laughs) but I'm curious because I want to know what kind of content or what kind of things does Maxine read or listen to, you know?
1: Honestly, I think one of the it wasn't that I was reading or listening to this it was um I have a friend of a friend who he and his girlfriend are in like a like they were in an open relationship and then they closed it then now they're open again but throughout the whole time they would like go to these sex parties um and I just got very curious about it and just ask them a lot of questions and ask them how it worked. And, you know, was so, I was like, okay, so you guys are open. They're like, well, it's not really like, they just explained to me that it wasn't really like a, you know, like they were open and then they were closed and then they were open again. And they would sometimes go to sex party have sex with other people together. And now they're open and they can see other people, but, and how like fluid and, and the valuable part of that for me was seeing how, Fluid things can be that things don't always have to be one way. That you can check in with your partner and you can have these conversations. And I think um, the idea of an open relationship was always like, oh my god, it's just going to be open, and you're and and how does that feel, and what happens, and just learning that it's this, it's the same thing as anything in a relationship. That it just really, really uh, like. Depends on communication and and safety and trust and all of these, mm. uh, all of so these like beautiful. foundations, right? Whereas yeah, just like, oh, it's like the same. It's like the same. It's a different house, but like, but it still needs a solid foundation. Essentially, yeah. um, That was a really eye opening conversation for me about about relationships and sex and something that kind of also got me thinking about how even a conversation like that, I've had relationships where I wouldn't be able to have a conversation, uh, like a real connected conversation with someone about, you know, not that I wanted those things, but like, hey, I'm really curious about uh, how like polyamorous couples, like, you know, how they do things or people in open relationships, how do they do things? And, uh, you know, I feel like, most of the times I would be met with like, why are you curious about that? And like, you know, the wall and like the defense. And I get that because it's a scary thing to hear from someone. Um, but again, it showed me like how fluid things could be and the importance of being able to just communicate your curiosities and interests and, and how that theme like spreads throughout like your life, your relationships and your sexual experiences, you know, any of that make sense.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. One of the things that I'm really hearing is, well, I'm hearing so many things. I'll, I'll, I'll start with the first thing, which is on a global scale, what we're going through is questioning all of our old um, ways of being, right? And and questioning all the people who we give power to, like people are, you know, aren't trusting doctors and governments and everyone's questioning a lot um, and creating their own, right? Trusting themselves, not trusting what they're being told. So basically, that's that. what I'm hearing you say is how that's happening on a relationship level too. We're not building relationships out of need and obligation anymore. We're building them out of desire. So, so it's just about sitting with someone and, and getting clear on what are you creating together and are you committed to that. So and it's not a cookie cutter it's like not the right.
1: relationship is going to look alike so
0: right what does it mean to be the one now you know what does it mean to be each other's person what does it mean to be a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, or a wife or a husband like what does it actually mean now you know um what does it mean to want to have someone around so it's like if you think about like you said that fear of having these conversations is it that you're afraid that the person's gonna leave you so so just having that conversation of like, I'm, I am I want to talk about this and I don't want to leave you and, and being able to right. being able to trust yourself, you know, because you can talk about trusting the other person, but it really is all about trusting yourself. So I, I just love everything that you're saying, how we, we need to start cultivating that trust in ourselves um, and not not that codependency so that so that we can deepen um our creativity and deepen our connections and feel like it's all okay like this is all just for love and connection and
1: yeah I guess like at the end of the day it's just like it's all okay like all of it is fine like all of it's fine like you do know how to do something you don't know you don't know how to start a conversation you do like all of it's fine like it's oh, all okay. We're all figuring it out.
0: Yeah. That's the thing that it is it is a new world where we're not following what we were told. You know, if you think about it, like, like I grew up in a Jewish Venezuelan community where you were told, you know, this is by, by this time you should probably get married. You know, I've heard I've heard it before of like, if you're not married after 25, you're kind of one of the bad apples and, and,
1: yeah, we're, and it's going to be harder for you.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about that storyline in so long, but if you don't. Question these storylines, and they're you yeah, know, you're
1: yeah, that has been a huge storyline for me. I think that I have had to like continuously question because I realized that uh, I mean, I'm not Venezuelan, but I'm from a Jewish <laughs> European Jewish background, yeah, and it's very similar, you know, like, yeah. I, I always thought I was like, when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, by 25, I'll be married, I'll have kids, and I'm just like, hey, I'm 31. I'm no, <laughs> and no. <laughs> and single and And I'm happy. And I think that's like the biggest thing is, um, you know, this idea of like, uh, you will not be fulfilled until X, Y, and Z. And the X, Y, and Z is marriage, children, all these things. And, um, again, it's one of those conversations where it's like, uh, is this one of my values? Like, and if that, and if it is part of your value system, like, how can you integrate it into a way that makes it feel good? Because for me, it was like trying to rush in, and do all of this. It was like, yeah, I value a family. I, I would love to have children, but I don't, it, I can't see myself integrating this in the same way, in the same way generations prior have, or how like other people in my community and culture do and i think that's informed a lot of how i feel about sex and relationships you know because it's like oh wait no i'm supposed to be looking for the one why am i doing all this
0: you know, like- yeah it's so interesting and such a thing for women you know we're we're really dealing with this question no other generation has before of like women hitting thirty five and questioning, okay, what do I do? Do I freeze my eggs? Do I find a partner to have a, to raise a baby with? Do I, yeah. you know? And it, and like you said, it's all okay. It's all personal. It's it's whatever it looks like for you.
1: It's whatever you want. And there is there the pressure is very real. Like I definitely feel that from you know where you go, you know, you go home and you see your cousins or you see, you know, whatever community you see that kind of does follow this path. And if that makes them happy, that's wonderful. But there's like this pressure and they kind of like look at you like the black sheep of like, oh, what's she doing wrong that she can't find? <laughs> you know, like, right. Um, I think it's taken a lot of years of, of work and um, confidence and kind of like trust in myself that like it's fine like you know to not hear that to not hear that like narrative or to like separate from it and be like oh no that's just how they view the world and that's okay like
0: Mm, yeah so good whatever makes every person happy which is not something people ask themselves right so if if it's like if it's like questioning having an open relationship it's the people go to is this the right thing to do not really will I be happy? You know, like, and and that's all that matters in the end. Right,
1: yes, oh, I love that point. Like people think about things in terms of right and wrong rather than how they feel. Oh my God, that's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're so good at this.
0: Oh, thank you, so are you. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I love this, you know, your message of let's have approval and let's talk about this. Yeah. You know, let's talk about sex. There's, there's so much talk about sex, but not talk about, talk about sex. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we're, we're not talking about sex conversations. We're just talking about sex. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, oh, what happened? Like, you know, you know, it's like, it's like a, you get a play by play or you talk about sex, but it's never like a, you know, never a conversation. It's rarely, I don't want to say never. I I have to, that's also something that I'm weaning myself off of or the absolutes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm very excited about your journey and having these um conversations about like around sex um on your podcast. I think it's fantastic what you're doing. I think it's so important.
0: Thank you and thank you for coming on here and and being vulnerable and sharing sharing insights and experiences um because I I I do believe it is helpful for people to have this lightness around around these things. Right. You know. Yeah. And sex is so magical and and fun and exciting right. and like what I'm what I'm personally getting from the conversation is that like having having it be more of a playful fun conversation and I loved what you said about the foreplay. You know, having yes. that that it's all foreplay to sex. Or it all can be. Yes. Love it. Well, how can how can my listeners get in touch with you in case they want to continue having oh, this
1: conversation? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's um dot m f t. That's my profesh Instagram. If anyone wants to get in touch with me, um, but yeah, thank you so much for creating this space for this conversation and, you know, allowing me to be vulnerable and and goofy and talk about the, you know, this very, uh, this subject I'm very passionate about.
0: Yay, my pleasure. Hey you, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Commitment Phobe. If you like what you heard, make sure to share with your friends, your lovers, your ex-lovers, anyone that you think could benefit from having a conversation like this one. And it would be super helpful if you subscribed and left a five star rating on iTunes to make sure that this podcast gets spread around to as many listeners as possible and we can start changing the conversation that we have around intimacy and relationships. If you want to find out more information about what I do as a women's coach and some of my other projects that I'm working on, you can find my information in the bio of this episode or you can reach out to me directly on Instagram and shoot me any questions that you have. See you next time.